Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. It's so good to be with you today as we're in Proverbs chapter 10, verse number 27. We read, The fear of the Lord prolongeth days. Living for God, seeking God each and every day, here in Proverbs it tells us that it will lengthen our days and it will crown us with hope. The fear of the Lord will not only will add days, will actually add them to endless days as we have hope for eternity. Do you remember in the New Testament where Paul wrote, For me to live is Christ, then to die is gain. Paul lived a wonderful life for the gospel as God took him on so many great adventures as he sought with all of his heart to spread the good news to the world that he lived in. But yet he knew that when his life was over, that eternity was something that he looked forward to, as he says, to die is gain. In the Psalms, as, as it, we read about eternity, about a heaven, it speaks about God where it says in Psalm 16, At thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Heaven is a wonderful thing. It's a tremendous thing that we all get to look forward to as we seek God on a daily basis. Forever truly is a long time. And that is the hope for those that fear the Lord and that love the Lord. He not only prolongs our day, but he fills our day with great things. What man is he that would, would, would love to see these good days? The Bible's real clear. He says, let him seek to live a godly life. And that begins with us starting with a good, healthy fear of God. That we live the, with the understanding of who he is within our life, that he is Lord. And we, if you call upon Jesus Christ and you call him Lord, that word simply means master, the one that's going to rule over our day, the one that we're going to say, okay, God, not my will be done, but thy will be done. Let him seek to live. Let us all seek to live a godly life. And then the promise is that we're going to not only have a good life, but we're going to have a very happy life here upon this earth filled with God filled with his joy, filled with his gladness as we seek him. David said in Psalm 1, he says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Isn't that a marvelous thing as we look back? As we walk with the Lord, he tells us as we look over our shoulder, what's following us is goodness and mercy. Sometimes we can't see it as we look forward. As we see the mountain of troubles and the mountains of trials being so big, you know, that we almost cannot climb them. But yet God helps us every step of the way as we take one step at a, at a time by his goodness and his mercy. And David says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall, notice it's not a maybe, I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for how long? Forever. But then he flipped. Here in verse 27, he switches gear. As we said a lot of time, last time, that these Proverbs, a lot of times are contrast between the, the, those who walk with God and the wicked who rebel against God. Because in verse 27, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Wickedness shortens men's life. It frustrates their hope. The years of the wicked, they, they are spent in the pleasures of sin and the drudgery of the world. That lifestyle shall, shall certainly shorten a man's life, cut down like a tree and drop to the ground. What comfort or what happiness does a wicked man promise to himself? 
in this world or in eternity. He will be frustrated for the expectation of the wicked shall perish. His hope shall be turned into endless despair. You know, but truly, what should our attitude be towards the wicked or to the unbeliever? The Bible tells us that God's not willing. He doesn't desire that any man should perish. Even though they're living in a wickedness and rebellion against God, it's God's heart and desire that they would come to know him. Our longest psalm that we have is Psalm 119. In verse 136 of Psalm 119, we, we read the attitude uh, of the psalmist towards those who are living outside of the faith where he says, rivers of water run down my eyes because they keep not thy law. He had a heart for the lost. He, he had a desire for them to know God and to walk according to God's precepts and God's understanding. And so it brought him to tears, for probably for the family members and the friends that he knew, because they keep not thy law. I believe we need to be that witness to them of who and what our hope is. The New Testament tells us that we're living epistles and, and that we're known and read of all men. You know, today as you head out, you make a difference. You, you, make a, uh, you influence people's life. I would encourage you to reach out to those who, who come into your life and pray for them. Invite them into your church. You'll never know what God might do as you look to pass on how good God is and how good has God has been into in, your life. You might say to me, Pastor Terry, I don't know what to say. I'm not eloquent in speech. I don't, you know, I'm not a, a Billy Graham or Franklin or Greg Laurie. I do, I'm not an evangelist. I don't know what to do. Well, I find it's interesting. In the Gospel of John chapter 9, we have an interesting story of a, a blind man. As Jesus was passing by, it tells us, there was a blind man sitting in the path from birth. And as he was speaking to to the, those his disciples, it tells us that Jesus just spat on the ground and he made a little mud in his hand. Can you picture that? He picked up some dirt and he spat and made this little mud. And he put it into this blind guy's eyes or covered him with his eyes and he told him to go down to the pool of Solomon, which is, means scent, this little pool, and, and to wash and as he was washing that mud that probably had dried over his eyes by that time, it tells him that he was able to see. And then returning back, the neighbors, you know, start seeing. He said, they start asking. He says, wasn't this the blind man? This is this the guy that was sitting down there at the corner who was begging all the time because he didn't have a way to take care of himself. They were amazed. And so the, what the story tells is that they took him to the Pharisees because they were su so surprised at what was going on. And, of course, the Pharisees, they, they, they were pretty upset because the day of the week was the Sabbath day. And so they started drilling this fellow who had been blind since birth, and they started wanting, wanting to know who healed him. And all he knew was, was this man, Jesus, and he didn't know who he was or what he looked like because he was blind. And so they kept asking him, who, who had healed thee and, or healed him? And, and so even they sent for his parents to drill him and said, hey, has this guy really been blind since birth? They didn't believe the story. They can't imagine this miracle had happened. 
But, you know, I find it's interesting. As they were drilling the parents, uh, the parents simply tells us in John 9, 23, he says, he is age, ask him. Otherwise, ask the blind guy. And then they've asked him several times by this time. Then again, it tells us in verse uh, 24, they called the, the blind man. And they said unto him, give God the praise. We know that this man, speaking of Jesus, is a sinner because he healed on the Sabbath day is really what they were saying. He can't be from God. And verse 25 is the key point that I'd like us to, to think about here today. And he answered, he says, whether he be a sinner or no, I do not know. I, I know not. One thing I do know, that wherein I was blind, now I see. See, our lives can make a difference. And it's my prayer, like the psalmist, where rivers of water ran down his eyes because they forget thy, the, the word of God. That our lives would be that influence of the people that we come in contact. And then if they ask us, what's the hope that we have within us? That like the blind man, we could tell our story. It says, once I was empty, now I'm filled. Once I was grieved by sin, but now I've been forgiven. Go tell your story. Pray for those that God brings into your life, that, that God gives you an opportunity to speak to. Look for that open door. And like I said earlier, invite them to church. Pray for them. And you never know what God might do. Until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you so much for taking part in today's daily devotion. We would love to hear from you. You can contact us at Terry Reynolds at agapechapeloc.org. That's our email. Or else you can mail us at Agape Chapel OC, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.